You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to a much belated episode of the u to be a podcast. I'm your host Jim Chisholm as ever and I'm joined today by football writer Rory Benson and football editor Mel Booth. We're just going to jump straight in because we haven't had one for a while. What has gone wrong over the past 9-10 games? To, to be honest it's everything's really gone wrong whatever can go wrong has for town uh, I did think they started the season really really well and they were pretty unlucky to lose the amount of games they did early on um, and then you know you pick up the red card Steve Munio which had an effect the red card for Jonathan Hogg as well uh, the injuries to Aaron Moy Danny Williams Sabiri you know all, all at the same times really kind of taking its toll on town I think also once you get on a run of losing and you don't have those players, you know the, the heads can go down a bit, and it's it's tough to pick yourself up out of that sort of out, out of that hole, um, and that's what they're finding now. Had they beaten Fulham maybe last game and got another win against Burnley, you know they could be right back in it at this point. Um, so I still think they they can get back to where they need to be. It's going to be tough though because obviously they've. They've wasted those uh, fixtures in the reverse fixtures against Fulham and Burnley. So, as I don't know, it's, it's got to start this weekend with a win against Cardiff and then, you know, see week by week what they can do from there. Mel? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, got, it's got to start somewhere, obviously. So the sooner the, sooner the better. Um, <clears throat> we are talking fine margins, as Rory's sort of indicated. I mean, the, the sending off of Mounier, really, from that point onwards things have gone downhill for one reason or another because town were all over Brighton in that match before the sending off um, Brighton in fact had, had a kick I mean Chris Hewton was panicking on the touchline town were going really well they got the momentum of the 7 points out of 9 leading into that and it all seems to have conspired against them since then um, I don't think they've helped themselves on certain occasions obviously we talk about quality into the box and the finishing which obviously isn't there when you just look at the goals for record. But I also think that when Town have had leads, um, they've not shown a hard enough edge to keep themselves in front. Um, they've given away you know, poor goals um, against various opposition um, to let them back into the game. So there are things that Town can do for themselves which will help going forward. I think as well, just getting bodies into the box. You know, Last game at Bristol City... You can say that the strikers are out of form and Lauren Pratchett, you know, not scored a goal since Chelsea last season. You know, you could say he's out of form, but the fact is that he's been, you know, the balls are coming in at him from all angles and then there's no one there for the second ball, there's no one around him. And it's, you know, at some point you just have to get bodies in there so it falls to someone. Yeah, I agree. This has been a theme we've talked about before. Uh, And you have as well, Jim, earlier in the season. I remember it, we talked about getting men in and around the box. And you see other teams do it. Even the teams who are down the bottom, they've got four, five, six people 
in the box when crosses are coming in. And I think also Town need to be a bit more deliberate about what they're doing as well. I mean, we're just pumping the ball in there. There's one man, and if it goes a yard behind him, it's it's nowhere. So, um, you know, I think it, it, it's pointless putting in crosses just for the sake of it. There needs to be a little bit more control and a little bit more shape to it all. I mean, we're definitely not set up to win second balls. And I don't think we have been for, for two seasons now. And like you say, when you see other teams making a quick break, and making a quick break is something that you, we used to be really good at, particularly in the Championship, but also if you think, say, against Man United last season, we seem to have lost that edge. Our, our transitions are so lazy and slow and sloppy, and I'm, I'm not quite sure why that is. I think we need more people running past people. We need people running beyond the defence, the defensive line, or their marker and actually going into space but then you need people to play the ball in there and we seem to have lost that art I, I also think to get people in behind you need the whole team to push up Town at the minute they're, they're just set so defensively so far back in their own air, in their own half that you just think well there is that massive gap until Lauren de Plattre. then there's a massive gap until midfield then a massive gap until yeah. the defence there's, there's not when Town were really good, they were really, really compact. And I think that helped playing a four-two-three-one system because you've got four stages there rather than a three-stage, three-five-two or whatever Wagner wants to call it, three-five-one-one. Um, so I do think just closing those gaps between your lines pushes everyone further up the pitch. And then hopefully that gets someone else in and around the box. So, so if it does... You know, take a flick off a defender or whatever. Someone's there to clean up. But we we do we we talk about crosses quite a lot, don't we? And, and whether we're delivering delivering them, whether there's anyone to deliver them to, and in terms of their effectiveness, bar the you know Munier's goal, probably not very effective for the reasons we discussed. But also, we don't actually attack in any other way than putting it out wide. We never seem to run at a defence putting a ball for someone to run off the, the, the shoulder of the last defender. So we're incredibly predictable. And all teams have to do is usher us from one side of the pitch to the other and double up. And because we lack bodies in the box, just you know have a, a straight defensive line. I agree with that. I think the only player that I can remember seeing this season driving at the midfield through the heart of, of the pitch is Phil Billing because he picks the ball up sort of deep from a loose pass or something and he's got space in front of him to do that. You need people like Alex Pritchard to be doing that. The only time I think I remember him doing that this season is when he scored against West Ham, coming in sort of from the left-hand side and getting into the centre of the pitch. Too often we see him pulling out wide and looking to you know, pass down the wings or whatever, but then he's not in the box to be there for the second ball again. Yeah, Maybe, again, I come back to the fact that we're not getting people... Beyond, we're not putting defenses under pressure by getting people beyond them. Because you want a second or third runner, don't you? <coughs> exactly. Whether you whether you yeah. come come you know whether you're playing it in behind or whether you're putting a cross in. And it's easier to do, as Rory says, when you're more compact because mm. people are closer and you can bring more people into play, and it's just not happening at the minute. Why is it not happening though? Because it's happened before. To be fair, earlier in the season, although we didn't have results, we had a lot of great performances, and you could you could see the the embryo of something quite positive there and then you know I would say we've already touched on it that the loss of Moy has been catastrophic we really do look like we've been a one-man team because everything went through him he was like a metronome everything creative was through Moy I mean I've even seen Hogg trying to spray these 20-30 yard passes and it just it just doesn't work does it I think I think 
players are finding it difficult. I think the, the you know the confidence has been hit as well um, because of this run, and I think that you, you mentioned Jonathan Hogg there. I think. In, in some games, in the recent ones, he's been the only one who's been really showing the urgency yeah. that we need. Not not just hanging around and accepting what's mm. going on. He's actually, come on, let's do this, that and the other. Pointing at people, talking to people and trying to get some urgency into the play and the fact that, you know, we're not here to be beaten. Let's go out and win. And that attitude, I think, that real hard edge that I've talked about defensively in the concession of some of the goals, I think we've got to show that hard edge as well overall mm. to start winning matches again. By hard edge, what do you mean? Because for me, when, when we played Burnley and we went one up, and I turned to, to my mate Al, who stands next to me in the south stand, and I said, we're just, we're just far too deep, far mm. too soon. It's the first half. And we've dropped into these two low blocks, and we 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 were inviting them. Yeah, I mean, us. that's been town have done that far too often, and I think that's the point that Rory's making about them getting too deep. And we need to believe in ourselves more when we do go ahead to actually set up and engage higher up the field. Um, I think that that is a fact that we need to do that, and then other things may well fall into place if we have the belief to do that. Yeah, I think it might. It's just the goal scoring record probably which knocks the belief. I think if Town score one goal, they just don't believe they're going to score a second. Because and if, when if, was the if, last time they did that? As a fan, if the opposition score one goal, you know that we're not going to come back. And so it seems to be a mentality thing. Yeah, because we we know okay, Moy not being there is, is a big thing, but we know we can play. And, and even without more, we've seen it in spurts. So, what is the solution or solutions? You've at some point you have to. I, for me, this, the squad's just too thin at the minute. There's not enough bodies in and around there pushing for positions. It's just as we say, as Aaron Moy's gone, you're looking at who's going to be the next player to do what he does. Phil Billings had a decent season, but I don't think he's on that level yeah. yet. And to be honest. If there's no one with the quality that Moy has, then you're going to struggle in games. You need someone of his quality to be able to unlock defences because the Premier League, over recent seasons, has become a defensive league because of the amount of money in it for teams like Town. People are going to set up to frustrate and to try and annoy, so you need someone with that spark. Also, there has to be, for someone like Alex Pritchard, who maybe does have that spark, he needs to be given the freedom to be able to get onto a pitch, pop up in different positions and try something new every now and again like we said it's just going out wide and then balls getting flung into the box here there and everywhere there needs to be some more not even structure but some more emphasis on town trying different things and trying something new because you know they might find something that works for them and I mean Hoggy's not with the best will in the world Hoggy's not the man who's going to be your, your, your person to unlock um, opposition defences he's great at breaking up play and making life difficult for the opposition particularly when they've got possession of it but he's not the man maybe Jason Punchin can make an effect he in there while Aaron Moy can play cent- yeah. deep centrally he can as, as, he, did at, as yeah. he did at Bristol City um, for, for a spell so maybe Jason Punchin can maybe fill that little gap until Aaron Moy mm. um, we're able to get Aaron Moy back out on the field um, so you know it's uh, we still do need that extra bit somewhere. We need someone, just a little catalyst to set it off. Because if Town can get a win, you know, it, it can soon kick on and become two or become three. I know the fixture list coming up is not particularly conducive to that because after Cardiff, we've got Man City obviously at home, but Everton at home, 
should be an opportunity. Then Town have got Chelsea away, you think, well, we've got to draw there last season. Then it's Arsenal at home. And, but then the fixtures after that, you're coming back to your Newcastles yeah, yeah. And, your, and your Wolves and your Brightons, Bournemouth, West Ham, Palace. So there, is, there are going to be opportunities there, but the sooner Town can get back on the horse, the better, because it's, the longer it drags on, obviously, the more demoralising it is. I think they have to go in it with no fear as well. I think maybe, I think the setup has to change. I don't think we could go. I don't think Town can go five at the back anymore this season because realistically draws aren't going to get you there now. You need to go out and, and win games. So playing five at the back is just maybe against Chelsea away or something like that. You would and try and frustrate them and try and nick a goal at the end. But for everyone else, especially the home games, has to be four at the back. You have to get more players up the field. And you have to be putting pressure on opposition, which they haven't been doing recently. And, and the fact is, two wins and a draw is better than three yeah. draws. I mean, surely we've, twice as better. We've got nothing to lose. No, absolutely no. nothing to lose no. now. So it should be shackles off and go for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the elephant in the room. I mean, I've got my own opinion on on this. You know, there is some, shall we say, debate in the fan base about whether there should be a change of management. I particularly don't. I, I think that's an incredibly bad idea. I think Wagner's got us here against all the odds with a bottom bottom of the table championship team, kept us up, which is you know a miracle, and he, he deserves the time to turn it around, and if necessary, you know, lead us in the championship. But what what do you two think? Not necessarily, I don't want, you know, your, your opinions, you've got relationships to maintain and stuff, but what do you think about the debate, the fact that it even exists? Um, I think people have got very short memories, and obviously, you, you know, football, you like to deal in success, don't you? And, you know, Town have been extremely fortunate over the last three years that until six weeks ago, everything in the garden was rosy. So you are talking about a short spell of time but it has been a disastrous run of results and so therefore people do get upset and they do think the only way to change this is to get a new manager you know it's not always the case I don't see it happening at all um, I don't think um, you know Dean Hoyle is anywhere near that getting to that mindset and in fact in the press conference um, which has only just happened um, you know, David Wagner said that you know they're still having very good, very good and honest conversations about the future, uh, and he's getting all absolute. I think was the the phrase he used backing for from the club. So I don't see anything happening on that um, point at all. You're always going to get debate though, Jim, because that's the nature of the game. And when people are unhappy, who who carries the can? And David David Wagner has said, I am responsible for everything that goes on at this football club. That's the good things and the bad. Personally, I don't think he will go, and I don't think that's the right decision either. I think what he has done, like to to bring time to this point and to keep him up last year, you know, you know that he's he can do it. He's done it before. Like we know he can keep town in the Premier League. What I would like to see is for him to go back to what worked last year rather than continue with the system, which I don't think, although it has looked promising in spells, it hasn't got results. Go back to what was played last year, a 4-2-3-1, where the emphasis was getting on the front foot, getting in people's faces. You know, if you lose 4-0 to Chelsea and you've done that, again, what is there to lose? But if you can do that and then beat the likes of Newcastle and Southampton, you know, 2-0, then that's exactly what we need. And I think that's... That's what the fans are crying out for. I don't think maybe it's a change in manager that's necessary. 
it's a change in getting back to the football that got them here in the first place that people want to see which gets people excited and out their seats on a Saturday and I think for that Jim just going back to your earlier point we do need everyone back and contributing so you come back to your Aaron Moy we need him back as quickly as is possible yeah. and the other injured players to be fair you know it would have been good if with, with Moy out to have had Danny Williams to come in and provide that energy and a bit of spark and a bit of box to box that would have been really good. It's not happened, so we've we've been sort of doubly hurt there in, with with the, the main option, um, to Moy being injured as well. So we do need everyone back, and performing. And I think we do need the impetus of a couple of of signings who can make an impact pretty much immediately. Yeah, I think if they if they bring in a player who who is recognised as a Premier League player, even if it's on loan just for the last six months, it's just going to lift the spirits a little bit. Even if you know then they're, they're not in the best form, but they're you know everyone can see that they've been there and done that. To have that will just lift the spirits in the camp a little bit, and it it might just change that mentality so that if they do go one nil up against say Cardiff this weekend, they know that they can keep that that clean sheet and then try and push on for an extra goal. And I, th- I think also the point was made I think in the press conference today that anybody who Town do bring in has got a massive opportunity to become a biggest hero in this town for donkey's years. Well, probably since Christopher Schindler, yeah, yeah. but you know what I mean. The opportunity is there there for someone to make a real name for themselves by getting this club at least back in the mix. So, opportunity to the season starts again as it started many times this this uh, and last year. Cardiff the weekend. It's a six pointer. I don't think there's any debate about that. But in many ways. Not actually the be- the best game to kind of have a go at it because you know what a Warnock team's going to do. You know it's a team of giants, and you know it's exactly the kind of team that we really struggle against. So how do we approach this? Because there needs to be a balance. We can't be naive. Well, you can't put crosses into the box. That's the first. They're going to have to go to Plan B. I don't know what that is, but you can't just lob balls into the box because they're going to head it away all day long. So they need to find a way. You know it's. It's going to be a town with a lot of possession. They're going to be knocking it around. And it's just that town need to find that killer ball, which gets them sort of penetrated into the Cardiff defence, which they haven't done previously this season. Like we've said, they've gone side to side. They've not really looked in behind. For me, they're going to have to go with at least three, four forward-thinking players and people who are going to make those runs in behind. You know, Thinking back to the championship season, getting Tommy Smith in behind past Elias Kachunga and then cro- crossing the ball in along the floor was what worked that's what got them up they scored so many goals that way maybe it's getting back to something like that and trying to get around the defence and, and pulling it back and having people load in the box and you know when you get 1-0 up as well if, if they do if they can not to then just sit back and let it happen again but to go forward and to try and get that second goal that third goal mm. when, when Town have come up against these teams with big centre-backs big, big generally They've gone round the outside, and I think that that's probably the way yeah. that you know. I, I don't see it happening any other way. I'd like to think, like Rory says, we could find another option and we could actually play through them and make like turn these big lads and make it difficult for them. Um, but Town's solution or their plan in matches this season where we've come up against big sides like this is to be to go down the outside and get the ball in the box. But if they're going to do that, it's going to be hard work. I mean, I think we need to, like you say, Rory, overload the centre, particularly in the final third. For me, I mean, we allegedly play with inside forwards, but the more I think about it, 
as, as soon as those inside forwards lay it off to the wing back, what do they do? They just hug the touchline. Yeah, there's no now there's the, no moving behind. There's exactly. no inside run. So the way you create the overload is for the inside forwards to actually move inside to to get in the box to drag defenders left, you know, from um, end to end, and then you know your wing backs give you the width. The wing backs bomb on, and that just means with a team like Cardiff who, who are direct, who will, will probably you know punt it up to a striker. You just got to someone like Hogg needs to be a bit mindful and needs to probably stay a bit more withdrawn. But as long as your number 10's doing his job, as long as your wingers are getting up there, it doesn't matter. And he can, he can drop in as, as, a, as a third, I don't know, say defender, but almost like a sweeper. Um, I think the only player we've really seen getting behind this season has been Chris Lover. Hmm. And you'd think as the wing-back, he wouldn't be the one making that inside run. But hmm. he's, I think Bristol City had a shot which he dragged across. And, you know, he, he's been the one, he's, I think he's hit the bar a couple of times, possibly yeah. as well from distance. And I think he'll be key to town because he's the one that does want to get forward and get beyond and, and look for those balls in. But I, yeah, I, it's it's got to be a low cross at the end of it because the, there is yeah. just no point putting it in the air. And I don't think the full-backs in either system have been what's let us down. No. I think it is, more, it is more that central area yeah. where we're not getting people forward to support people in the box. It's almost like nothing more to say on it at this point, isn't <laughs> it? When you, you kind of come back and we've, we've been away for quite a long time, but the, the problems are the same and the solutions we're offering are the same. And like you said, you're the warn-up factor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one thing yeah. that you don't want exactly. on a weekend like this. Uh, and they'll, they'll, they'll niggle the way. He'll, he'll give instructions to the ball boys to do something, no doubt. <laughs> um, all right, so last thing. We've all identified it. Someone needs to come in. I mean, we've had some... Outgoings, so we've had Quana and Lapara, Sobe coming in. We've had so far Punchin and Jaden Brown. What is the strategy that we need to adopt? Do we need to adopt the last throw of the dice, proven Premier League players, or do we need to adopt start building for the championship right now? For me personally, I, I don't think the season's dead and buried yet. I really don't. Um, and I think that's that doesn't say anything about town in particular but that says it, stuff about the teams around them at the bottom I don't think anyone there will think right we're safe now because all of those teams you know are capable of losing several games on the bounce for me that means that getting a striker in who you know is a recognised Premier League striker obviously there are connotations that come with that it's probably going to be a loan deal it wouldn't be a permanent deal because it'd be too expensive but someone maybe who has been a Premier League player and now feels the need to prove themselves in the top flight again with a loan deal from a bigger club. I, I can Someone like Daniel Sturridge, obviously his wages would be too high. I don't think Town would be able to get him in. But someone of that calibre who needs to prove a point in the top flight again, who, as Mel said, can score X amount of goals for Town and prove themselves not only at yeah. Town but in that league again. Yeah, well, we come back to the, the Premier League ready is the ideal, I suppose. But I, I agree with Rory. I don't think it should be a write-off this season. We're eight points from safety. It's a hell of a lot, and history tells us that that gap doesn't get closed. But someone above us is maybe two clubs above us are gonna have bad runs. You've got to hope that that happens. But Town are then gonna help themselves. And I think, as well as 
someone who can put the ball in the net I think we also need maybe another on top of Punchin someone who can come in and create as well and maybe give us that extra fluidity and that extra potency in, in, in creating chances that this individual or the ones that we've currently got can stick away I quite like someone physical in that position as well mm. someone maybe doesn't play particularly deep but can be a number 10 but someone maybe with different attributes to the likes of Alex Pritchard because again Pritchard coming up against these big players against Cardiff he's going to find it difficult just in terms of physicality so I would quite like someone who can pick that pass but maybe has a bit more about them in terms of just I guess size and mass really could you play, could you play Billy as a number 10? I'd like to see it happen, but I'd, then who would you play alongside Jonathan Hogg further back in the pitch? On the pitch, I think you need Unless Billing there for his passing. Yeah, punching. Yeah. Billing is number. I just, I just feel like if it comes to him and he smacks it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are at that point in the season where that's mm. game changing, really. I mean, even and we, we, I mean, we discussed this a lot as well. We just don't do that enough, and I think it was against Fulham one of our only proper chances just got it about 22 yards out sm- smashed it keeper fumbled it chaos no one in the box yeah. to, to take advantage of it. I, I just like to see him in advanced role because I think like you say he's a very attack minded player and he's got those attributes that maybe when we're playing a more physical team like yeah. Cardiff he could deal with it more it's also a bit of an option in the air as well yeah yeah. It's, it's yeah just, I think it would trouble opposition defences as well I don't yeah. think there's any doubt about that it's just whether he you know can 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 do that more so than as Rory mentioned before, picking the ball up deeper, raiding into space, having a pop from long range, picking out a pass. Yeah, I think it's just about it's if you do get him further up upfield, the instructions would be shoot from anywhere because yeah. he's probably got the best strike in the town squad. And I would fancy him from twenty five yards out. If he's got a bit of space, why not have a go? And I think at the minute that's what town aren't doing. This they get twenty five yards out from goal might be a defender or two in the way and then they just go wide again and it's you know yeah, that you, can be a game plan but you do need a plan B at certain points if you're 2-0 down you get the impression that you know our our best stroke only chance of scoring is either from a set piece or a mm-hmm. building long throw at the moment that's the way it feels and we were never we were never the team to, to be like that it's always team good score against us like that wasn't it I'm going to throw a few names at you I want you to use your expert journalistic knowledge and skills tell whether it's a goer or not Okazaki I've seen today I think it it could be a goer it's just wages and wage structure whether they can fit him into that and also I think the the I think if you were saying to me is it likely to happen I think it's probably less likely to happen than more likely to happen but I think he would be the type of player who could do a good job maybe keep us up and then he'd, he'd be useful for next season he was a starter when Leicester won the league let's face it and also if we were to go down what a, what a class player to have in your squad I think from my point of view I had a look on uh, the Leicester Mercury and some of their journalists were saying today that he has thoughts of playing in the next World Cup when he'd be 36 if he's looking playing in the next World Cup, I don't know if he'd get four more years in the in the Premier League or in English football in particular out of him. So he might be looking somewhere, you know, somewhere where he can look after his body a bit better. Maybe the pace isn't that quick. Not up here with this weather. Exactly. <laughs> so I in don't know. Championship. It'll be interesting. I think, like Mel said, it would be. Uh, he's the sort of player that they need. Um, lad from Brentford is it Marpe? Yeah, I mean we understand. 
the town's sort of interest has cooled um, and I feel more so because of what David Wagner said today in the press conference about needing players who are Premier League ready to make an immediate I'm, I don't, I'm not saying Premier League ready is quite the right phrase I, I use, we need someone who can make an impact mm. and I think from that sense someone like Morpé could come in and make an impact he's never played at this level before but he's young he's talented puts the ball so in it's the always net. exciting by the centre forward yeah it? it's see, so you know, he's got ball. 15 goals this season and you know that sort of finish it's a bit like when Naki Watts came you know he scored on his debut didn't he and got us some vital vital goals wherever anyone thinks I remember about that Mark Robbins criticised Joe Lynch for playing a long ball to him which was still in the goal that's not a I think I think with more, the more pay deal as well there's, there's going to be a lot of teams who are willing to pay a lot of money for him because he's mm. got those goals in the championship so again it, it boils down to well I looked in. at the, the Solanke transfer and just thought if that is the going rate for a, a striker who scored one goal in English football mm. yeah. then we're going to struggle and, and no wonder we go to the south of France or Germany to, to buy players yeah. and it's not easy to convince um, people that to come in no. town situation because obviously the odds are stacked against them is there someone like I, I mean I mean, there's so many players gathering dust young English players at Man City or Chelsea is, you know, is, 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 is there any kind of loan you think are, are there any names that you can throw out that you think that's a possibility or that would be interesting well the, the one we've talked we've talked already about Okazaki yeah. that was one that as sort of was mentioned two or three weeks ago um, to me and I thought yeah that would be great if they can make it happen mm. um, it seems that town's interest is genuine they're obviously willing to go so far with it whether it will actually make it happen or not I don't know but um, I can't sort of pluck one out of yeah. Uh, you know, a squad somewhere and said, you know, let's go for, for for him. I mean, you you looked at the the obvious, um, and and he's ended up at Rangers, of course. Um, so mm. you know, you, you think about people like that. You're bound to do in our situation because they can come in and make an impact. You know, Jermaine Defoe can make a big impact in our situation. So you you're bound to look at them, uh, but I can't name you one now who's a little bit under the radar, who. Who town could bring in? I don't know whether Rory can. Well, I think players players at that level, the level that we're talking about, someone who's been there and done it, they're at a premium because each team higher up the league is probably going to have two strikers there, plus a third who'll be a young striker that they've brought through. You know, you want someone who who's been there and done it and who thinks that they continue can continue to do it. So someone like Danny Ings before he, he moved to Southampton would have been perfect because there were so many people ahead of him in that squad that he still wants game time, like first-team regular matches. But now you look at the players, now that he's gone, now that Defoe's moved up to, to Rangers, you look at around the squads, and probably each team in the top six probably have two strikers who they are obviously going to use. So, say, Tottenham, Harry Kane and Fernando Llorente. Who's their third striker now? I'm not really that sure. And realistically, it's probably going to be a young player who they're going to try and sort of blood in over the next few seasons rather than someone who can come in and make that immediate impact like we've talked about so two last questions one should we recall Jack Payne and two is the fact that we're talking about recalling Jack Payne an indictment of Town's summer transfer dealings um, 
I I think we need all the resources we can get to be honest so you never know what more injuries what sendings off etc they're going to be um, Jack Payne apparently has been playing very well for Bradford City all reports seem to indicate that he's doing really well um, not that we're bothered about what happens no Bradford but City. whether whether he can um, come back in and make an impact I don't know but from a body's point of view I certainly wouldn't um, be averse to uh, to town recalling him, and and he might be able to provide a spark in certain circumstances. So why not have that um, that ability there? Um, on the t- on the signings in the summer, the big debate is town looked for wingmen with pace, wide men, etc., and uh, brought them in, and then the system changed. Whether that was something which happened because they didn't produce the goods or whether it was something that happened because David Wagner felt that the the setup um with the wing backs and the three centre backs was using his strongest players. We don't really know whether it was chicken or egg. But um it doesn't seem to add up that now wingers were brought in and now wingers are being let go. Uh yeah, for me, Jack Payne, although I agree with Mel that bodies are kind of what's most important now so I can see why recall work I don't really see what Jack Payne brings that Alex Pritchard doesn't bring to the team I think maybe to bring him in to give Pritchard a break every now and again would work but you know we've had there's been issues with Pritchard not not in terms of Pritchard's play itself but he's obviously been drifting wide to get the ball which is not where you want someone like him or Jack Payne to, Jack Payne to be playing you want them down the middle looking for those runs in behind on either side that's where they could be most creative because they've got more options of directions in which to pass the ball because Pritchard but and Munier seem to have a really good <coughs> understanding and relationship last season it doesn't seem to be there yeah and it, you know we talked about people with points to prove Jack Payne would certainly come back with a point to prove that's one thing and he can play that same style as, as Alex Pritchard so it does give you uh, another option and you know, he he's a town player, and I think town have got to utilise every bit of their squad, and he's a part of that squad, even though his his contract is is up. I think I'm right in saying yeah, but he's it. Town have got to use everything that they can, and I, I personally, judging by the fact that David Wagner said that they were going to leave it open in the window, certainly means that that has crossed their minds because they you know they they're gonna. If they can't bring people in, then maybe Jack Payne is going to have to come back. I think that's the point as well. Jumping from there into sort of summer transfer dealings, the fact is that now they're struggling. They need to bring players in. Had they brought in, had they looked maybe at some of these positions over the summer, it would have been easier to bring players in because it's always easier at the start of the season. Now, and they wouldn't be you know eight points behind where the next sort of the relegation zone now. So they should have looked for me in the summer, not only at wingers, like like you said, we're not sure which sort of came first, the change in system or whether you know, that was as a result of the players that were brought in. Um, but I think for me in that summer window, they should have looked at another striker who provided a different option to Steve Mounier and uh, Lauren de Poitre because you know, having someone, even if they're not going to play every game, but having someone who's got a bit of pace, who just knows where the net is, you know, as, as Naki Wells did in the championship, someone who was just around the goal all the time and you could bank on him, you know, if the keeper spilt it, he would be there. That's the sort of player that I think Tam are missing and that is a trick that I think they missed 
in the summer transfer window because they could have given themselves a plan B which they just don't have now well on that thoroughly depressing note <laughs> uh, I will bring it to an end bumper episode remember if you enjoyed this episode go on to iTunes give us a five star review if you didn't enjoy it just go and hibernate somewhere for a few months and until next time keep the faith